Thanks for joining us today for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. The church office is open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 590 West Orange Avenue in El Centro, or call 760-337-9400 for information or for prayer. Christ Community Church has three campuses in El Centro, Brawley, and Calexico, plus a congregation in Spanish. As we navigate the end of the COVID-19 quarantine season and transition to in-person regathering, we encourage you to find up-to-date information about events and each campus's worship service schedule. When you follow us on social media, on our website at www.cccib.org, or simply download the CCCIV app, you'll find the direct link to the app at www.cccib.org forward slash get the app or when you text cccib app to 77977 so you know realize that the tongue can carry the power to direct your life and secondly it has the potential for great destruction if we're to say something was more comfortable than any other part of this passage of scripture we're into it's probably those first verses it goes downhill from here on as far as flattery is concerned and the niceties but i don't apologize for that because you know i didn't see the prophets throwing out a blanket and having a picnic before they said what they needed to say that the people needed to hear they just aren't into kissing you on the cheek and saying by the way this is what the lord says I think it's something that not only you need to hear, but I need to hear constantly. James chapter 3 should be such a part of our lives that we know it by heart. That James chapter 3 can have more to do with your Christian walk than a lot of other scriptures in the Bible. Because a lot of other scriptures you get down, and you have down pat, and you're applying them in your lives. But like James says, who can bridle the tongue? You see, and so he, he's going to describe to you and me about this, this, this great destruction it is capable of. And he begins at the end of verse 5 by saying, How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. He's saying that there is, you know, you, you, you get a forest, and we've, we've been in California, we've seen them, we've seen the thousands of acres burned, and we know the destruction, we get it, James, we understand that, but you're telling me the tongue can do that damage? That's what he says. I mean, I'm, I'm 25 years in ministry now, and I'm not, maybe I may not be considered as veteran as a lot of people out there that have been serving the Lord that are in their 70s and 80s, but in 25 years, I've seen a lot of damage that the tongue can do, even in our own congregation. In fact, they would qualify for James as pyromaniacs. They just go around starting fires everywhere. And James is, is saying that, you, you know, a, a little spark, one of the most well-known fires throughout history in, in our country was, was the, the Great Chicago Fire. It happened on October 10th of 1871. And the way that fire started was the Patrick and Catherine O'Leary, they're Irish people, they immigrated from Ireland, and they had a barn and they had cows on the barn and it was on like 167 to Coven Street on the south side of Chicago. And one of the cows kicked over a lantern 
That's all he did. He kicked over a lantern in the barn. Two days later, as they're trying to contain this thing, 17,500 buildings were burned. 300 people died. Over 125,000 people were left homeless. And it did $200 million worth of damages two days. And I'm talking $200 million dollars in 1871 dollars. It can. We, we get it, James. We, we, we realize that the tongue can cause a lot of destruction, but we just don't think about it because our words fly out so easy. Our opinions just float out there. And in the blizzard of words, sometimes we don't even take into consideration the damage we're causing other people. We don't take into consideration the, the harm and the hurt that we may be causing somebody because really our words are really an expression of our anger at the moment. Whether it's in a marriage context, a work-related situation that's taking place that you feel you were uh, unjustly treated and all of a sudden the emails go out and you're like wishing that night, I wish I wouldn't have sent those emails. How many know and like those emails that, that you can set up automatically before they actually go out? It gives you time to think. Because you know why? Words are bullets fired. You can't pull them back. You can't pull them back. Psalm 57.4 says, My soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts. The children of men whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. The difference between the, the sword and the arrow is proximity. To kill somebody with a sword, you've got to be right on top of them. But arrows can fly a long ways. It's all about proximity. You can hurt somebody face to face, or you can do a lot of damage by slinging arrows a long ways. And I think that when we see this with James and we realize the destruction that a, a, a tongue can carry, if we really believe that, if we really take ownership of that, our lives would be different. I mean, think about it. I'll go back to the public square again. This, it, it, to me, it's ridiculous. We need to start praying that there would be more civility among our public professionals out there. That to me, I read some of that stuff and I think, man, they're acting like two-year-olds. They're kindergartners and they're running our country. Because it really ain't about what's best for you and me. It's about power and position and persuasion and holding the re-election and things like that. That's what it's really about. But all along, our young people are watching this as they grow up. And to what's sickening to my stomach becomes the norm for them. Becomes normal for them. This is the way we do life. This is the way we do life. That's just the way it is. Morgan Blaine, you know, we, we get into this issue of gossip and we don't think gossip's that serious of a sin. You know, as long as I'm not out there acting like a knucklehead in bars, getting drunk, you know, things like that, doing stupid stuff on the computer and everything else. We, we, we don't look at gossip as even being an issue but i i believe that psalm 57 4 that's what it's talking about when it talks about an arrow because 
There's distance to that. Do, do you know gossip runs? It, it doesn't stay confounded. And, and this is convicting to me somewhat because as pastors, we got to talk about church-related issues. Dealing with people personally, and, and there's sometimes there's that little twinge in my heart that, that we don't want to cross the line to where we're gossiping, and we don't do that. There, that that's what we try not to do. But man, once you let that cat out of the bag. Morgan Blake is a sports writer for the Atlanta Journal. He wrote this. He said, I am more deadly than the screaming shell from a howitzer. I win without killing. I tear down homes, break hearts, and wreck lives. I travel on the wings of the wind. No innocence is strong enough to intimidate me. No purity pure enough to daunt me. I have no regard for truth, no respect for justice, no mercy for the defenseless. My victims are as numerous as the sands of the sea and often as innocent. I never forget and seldom forgive. My name is Gossip. You know, there's people in ministry today or out of ministry today that should be in ministry. And they're not out of ministry because they created, you know, they fell into some moral failure. Or they didn't have a heart for Jesus and didn't have a heart to preach his word. But because somebody said something stupid and it traveled with no substantiation to it. And it travels and it hits other ears. And before you know it, you got a church split going on. That, that, that by the time it's all said and done, the reputation's already done. And they were innocent through the whole thing. And, and people move on like, well, yeah, I didn't realize that at the time. Really? Even if it's true, does it bear worth repeating? And if you are repeating something that's true, what's the motive for it? See, this is why Jesus says when somebody sins against you, you don't go out to everybody else and shoot them emails and tweet and all this stuff. You, you go to them personally because Jesus is against politics in his kingdom. He's against sides building up and people and, and words have done that. We've seen church splits and ministries that wreak havoc because the tongue could not be controlled. And I've been involved in a couple cleanup situations that made my gut turn when I got involved in the inner workings and started looking at the nuts and bolts as to exactly what happened and started with a word. Started with a word. Look, one verse, verse 6. I want you to see four things in one verse that, that James says here about the tongue. In just that one verse 6, he says the tongue is a system of sin. It is a system of sin. He, he calls it a world of unrighteousness. The word world there is not speaking of earth. The word is cosmos, meaning a system. It is a system. He's saying that the tongue is a system for sin. It, it is a world of unrighteousness. It is an ammunition factory. It is a factory that's constantly pumping out stuff that's not edifying and demeaning and mean and hurtful and things like that. He says, one, that, that's what it is. Two, it stains your whole being. Look what he says there, man. It's, it stains their whole, staining the whole body. He's talking about your whole being, not physical only, but, but being stained. You know what that word means in the Greek? It means stain. 
It's just like, you know, God bless my dad. I love my father. He, you know, my dad, he, and, you know, he and mom are probably watching online right now, and they would get this right away. And, and, you know, there's certain things. I am so glad I've got some of my dad's DNA. You know, I, I'm so thankful for the, the good things that, that I inherited from my father. But, but there's a couple things that, eh. You know, and, and dad will understand. One of them was gout. <laughs> Gout's hereditary. My dad, you know, gout and out of the four brothers that, you know, mom and dad had, I was the one that ended up with it. So gout, very painful. The other thing was the space in my teeth. My father has a space in his teeth, and these are fake, just like some of you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, that's James, you know, James here. We're in James, I can do that. So, so you know, they're, they're, no, no, erase that. See what I mean? Bullets, they're bullets fired. You can't pull them back. So you're going to be going, man, can you believe that preacher called out of the whole sermon? He called me fake. So I had to wear braces, you know, when I was little. And, and then mom, she'll identify with this and Maybe there'll be a glitch in the computer and she won't hear this, but I didn't wear my retainer like I was supposed to and my teeth opened up again. And God bless, my mom has the greatest heart, but don't get her upset. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so the other thing I inherited from my, my fathers, we have this amazing ability to drip when we're eating. <laughs> Dad and I, we, we, we went up there 4th of July, right? And, and Griselle, she's leading worship in Brawley with Carissa today, and she would be here to verify this. And she'll probably listen to this later, but we went to 4th of July. We want to celebrate with my parents up there, and, you know, it was a big picnic outdoor thing, and you buy hamburgers and hot dogs. And, and Griselle dressed, you know, just like today, somebody said, you know, Chris said, Pastor Chris, that's a nice shirt. Well, I can't take any credit for that. I can't even dress myself right. In fact, so I'm going to Greece and Italy, and, uh, you know, she packs everything. Well, when she packed things for me, and I was in Thailand once, there were pictures posted of our ministry, and I get a text from her, what are you doing wearing that shirt with those pants? <laughs> well, I mean, hey, you packed them. So, you know, my next trip was, I had to take, she lined them out, she matched everything, and I took pictures with the phone. So, so Yeah. Where was I? <laughs> right? So, yeah. So, so, so Griselle, you know, she gives me these shirts, the, you know, these shorts and these nice shirts. I, I was going to wear a t-shirt and she said, you know, take that off. We're going to see your mom and dad and, uh, you know, let me pull a shirt out for you. And I, I got to admit, I look pretty classy. And we get up there and we're getting the, you know, we're having a great time. It's just, you know, Italians are amazing people. And uh, so we're eating there, you know, they, they got a hot dog and they had all kinds of food. And I get a hamburger and you got to eat it on the deal. And, and of course, I dripped mustard on this shirt. And, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is, oh, no, if Griselle sees this, I'm dead meat. <laughs> you know, that's... <laughs> Well, you know, the two-hour ride home and everything. And so, 
So, you know, I'm walking to, to go clean this up. You know, I'm going to go to the restroom. I'm going to, you know, take a, a napkin, wet it, and just wipe that down and, you know, you know out of mind. <laughs> so, so I'm walking to the restroom, and people are looking at my shirt, and I'm like, man, they really like this. And it wasn't the shirt. I get in the restroom and that stain is just sticking out like a sore thumb. And they weren't looking at my shirt. They were looking at the stain. The stain took center stage. It didn't matter if it was a $400 shirt. It wasn't, so don't think I'm... But $400 shirt made out of silk or whatever. You could wear anything and that one stain is what they're going to know. And James says that, that the tongue stains your whole being. And, and this is what you become known for. You know, people, they're not going to remember how great a shape you were in or, you know, how fancy you dressed. And they're going to remember the words that, that come out of your, your mouth. And, and, and those are the things that can stain you. Those are the things that, that take center stage in your life. It's those words. It's those words. You, you don't even think about some of the things you say. You get up every morning, you go to work, and you're working among people and everything else. And you're there at the workplace. You're not even thinking it becomes such a character defect in your life. And other people are talking about how you're talking. It stains the whole body. It, it's like a shirt that, you know, <laughs> I got another story. I'm not going to say it, though. I, I just thought of something with Dad and I eating spaghetti one day. Um, I'm not going to go down that road right now. That would be revisiting what, what this is, but I should have thought of that before. Um, it was better. <laughs> Dad and I both in trouble. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's what, that's what all this is. He says, he says not only is it something that, that stains your whole being or a system of sin and just constantly pumping out in the factory, but it also spreads mayhem. I want you to notice what he says. He says it sets the whole course of life on fire. It sets the whole course of life on fire. You, that, that, that's what your words can do. They can do nothing but spread mayhem. Wherever you go, there's mayhem that's going. And, and I don't believe it's just talking about direction of life here. I think it's talking about how people use their tongues when they interact among other people, that, that they're known for, for this mayhem, this, this stuff that, you, you know the Allstate commercial, right? Wherever that dude mayhem is, there's mayhem, right? That's where our tongues, and I'm going to move on from that, but, but you know, it is responsible for destroying lives and marriages and ministries and all kinds of horrible, horrible stuff that displeases the Lord. Displeases the Lord. He says, and, and this is eye-opening to me, it's, it's not just, it does, doesn't spread mayhem and it just isn't a, brings mayhem everywhere and it, isn't just a thing that stains your whole being, but its source is hell. Its source is hell. Look what he says. He says, and set on fire by what? Does your version say hell? Because that's where that kind of talk comes from. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Satan is a liar. He's been the liar from 
from day one. He's the father of lies, Jesus says. And, and, and you have to know that. You have to know that that kind of stuff that's displeasing to God, it doesn't originate from, from heaven. It originates from hell. And, and demons aren't omnipresent. Satan isn't omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere at once. He's not omniscient like God is that can read the heart and know everything before it even happens. But, sa- but Satan and his demons, they read your words. You don't think they can hear? They can hear. And they know how to play to our weaknesses and somebody who's got an uncontrolled tongue is constantly slipping and constantly falling and constantly causing mayhem. But you need to know the source is hell. That's what James says. When when you lie to your spouse, when, when you say a wicked word to your spouse, the source is not heaven. I mean, how many times have we dealt with in you in your life where somebody comes to you and they start to badmouth their spouse? They start running down their wife or they start running down their husband. And, and, and before you know it, the entire world knows because there's a text thread with many people on it and you're not helping the situation. It ain't of God. It ain't of God. The source is hell. Uh, let's move on. It's, it's defiant, thirdly, all right? So uh, we look at this, and we know that the tongue has the potential for great destruction. We know it, it carries power to direct our lives, but it's also defiant. In verses 7 and 8, it says, For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. He's, he's speaking about the tongue being defiant. That You know, the kids used to love the old circuses because in the old circuses, one of the, the key acts was the lion tamer. I mean, here you got the king of the jungle, right? The, it, you, you look at some of this stuff on National Geographic, some of the videos that are posted, how a lion runs down an animal and they're ferocious. They, they get in these fights and things like that. And yet a man tames that. A man tames that. You, you, when the kids were little, we, we used to take in SeaWorld, and my favorite act, we'd get in the splash zone there, was, was Shamu the killer whale. And here's a man, or a woman, riding the killer whale. Because we can tame any reptile, we can tame any beast, we can tame any sea creature, but who can tame the tongue? It is defiant to the bone. It is defiant to the bone. It's like a rebellious teenager. You've got to pay it a lot of attention and set some strong boundaries with it. Right? Who, who can tame that? It is filled with defiancy. Fourthly, it possesses a dual nature. I'm going to move through this kind of quickly so I can give you just three things that you can write down to take with you, but it possesses a dual nature, and I think he sets it up there with verses 9 and 10. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. And then he gives the word pictures. You you know, the same tongue that we use to sing praise songs with, the same 
tongue that we use to read the scriptures or read is the same one that curses men. And, and why James brings that up in the likeness of God is because he wants you to understand that mankind, no matter how fallen they are, they're made in the image of God. They're made in the image of God. No matter how fallen they are from that image, no matter how far they've fallen away, they're still made in the image of God. And James says the same tongue that you use to bless God, the same tongue we use to pray around the dinner table, the same tongue we use with family devotions and teaching our kids the Scriptures, are the same tongue that we bring to work, the same tongue that we bring with us throughout the rest of the day. It's almost like our tongues are an imposter sometimes because we can talk so differently. Thanks for joining us today for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. The church office is open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 590 West Orange Avenue in El Centro, or call 760-337-9400 for information or for prayer. Christ Community Church has three campuses in El Centro, Raleigh, and Calexico, plus a congregation in Spanish. As we navigate the end of the COVID-19 quarantine season and transition to in-person regathering, we encourage you to find up-to-date information about events and each campus's worship service schedule. When you follow us on social media, on our website at www.cccib.org or simply download the cccib app you'll find the direct link to the app at www.cccib.org forward slash get the app or when you text cccib app to 77977